Freedom Weekend, Legacy Sunday, Baptism Sunday, all of the above. We're, we are in the middle of a season, and uh, it's, it's a blast getting ready for Christmas. And I want to say before we jump into any, I feel like I have a thousand things to tell you. But before we get into those things, I want to say uh, a big welcome to everybody watching online today. I'm excited that you've joined us. I'm glad that we are able to connect, and I'm looking forward to after the, after the service, I'm going to go back and look through and connect and see who, pray for you guys and just do the things that Angela and I love to do and connect and pray for you and serve you in every way that we can. It is such a blessing. If you're here in the room, I'm also glad that you're here today. Uh, as usual. So if you're wondering what Legacy Sunday is, um, I I hope no one's wondering what Legacy Sunday is. My hope has been for the last four weeks to share with you just in five minutes kind of what Legacy Sunday is, but essentially this. Every year, starting this year on our Legacy Sunday, legacy, we're going to take a legacy offering, which means we're going to take an offering above, above our tithes and our offerings uh, out in essence, outside of our tithes and offerings so that we can accelerate the vision because all of the tithe and the offering goes right towards our budget. It goes towards um, meeting weekly and monthly and yearly needs, the issues that we have planned for. Um, and as we look at the legacy offering, my hope is that it advances us. It puts us ahead. So I'm not going to take a big offering today. I'm just going to tell you the same thing I've told you for the last few weeks, and that is to just pray about it, and whatever you've decided to give, um, then that will be what you give. That's what Angela and I have prayed about what we're going to give, how we're going to participate, and hopefully accelerate this church and accelerate the vision in a major way. So uh, I'm thrilled that we get people have asked, what happens if I can't give today? Can I give later in the week? Of course. And um, you can certainly give towards the legacy offering. If you give online, there's a drop-down box where it usually says tither offering. There will be a box. Uh, one of the op options will be legacy. So if you have an offering envelope today and you're giving with an offering envelope with a check or uh, right here in the room to put in the box, you can just write legacy right on there. So that is um, all I'll say for now. We're going to come back to it in a little bit and follow up with a few short things. But how many of you guys have freedom shirts on today? I love freedom. Every session of small groups, Angela and I are just, we love freedom so much. We always are a part of freedom and the conference. And so to see so many people having gone through it, and some of you guys that went through it last time or one of the previous sessions, I love freedom. And I'm, listen, I hope, my hope for everybody that attends Relate, my hope for everybody who is a part of a small group is that at some point you're making your way towards the Freedom Small Group. It's not one of those, well, you can, you could do a workout group or a Bible study group or you could do uh, the, the child meetup where you get your kids together. What's that called? <laughs> Play date. Okay. That's what they say. Get all your children together. Listen. Freedom is not just another small group on the list. To me, freedom is the small group on the list. It's one of those ones that I think we all need to go through, maybe more than one time, because it just takes us down such an incredibly powerful path toward the plan of uh, that God has for each of our lives. So 
If you have never been through freedom, I want to just encourage you right outside the door. There's our next step table. There's a sign up uh, there for more information for the spring small group. So you're not actually signing up for a small group, but if you're interested in, hey, I'd like to know kind of how that works, get me connected to it. I want to be a part somehow, then uh, make sure you get your name on that list. A couple more, just very quickly. Usually, we have church on Sunday mornings, right? But this year, as we approach the end of the year, there are two Sundays in particular that people have been asking about. So Christmas Day falls on a Sunday morning. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. We will have, we're going to move things around just a little bit so that you can spend Sunday, Christmas Sunday morning with your family at home uh, doing your traditional thing. We are actually going to have a Saturday night Christmas Eve service in the park. It's going to be a it's going to be a really really special time. Uh, we're going to be able to do some things that we've never been able to do because we're usually here in this rented room, but in the rented park or out in the park we can do kind of whatever we want. So we're going to we're going to have a good time in the park and just honor God on that uh, Christmas Eve in a really, really special, touching, I think, way. And then on the 25th, there will be online service only. So we'll have a special online service streaming for you that we can all participate in. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm encouraging everybody to to just dive into those. Then, of course, we'll be back here for one service on Chris, on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day, excuse me, on New Year's Day. So one service on New Year's Day, that'll be the 1030 service. So I, I mainly have to tell you guys, I don't even have to tell that to the second service. Don't come to the first service or you'll be helping us set up, which is fun too. <laughs> first, first service is setup time so uh, or practice time. So if, if you want to make sure and come to the 1030 service. Um, so with that said, I want to I bring a message today and I want to talk a little, we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of legacy and not just not just the offering. I want to talk about really what a legacy means. I want to talk about our, our gift to God, what we give God, what God expects from us. And I want to show you something in the Christmas story as we uh, approach the Christmas season. And all of that is tied up in one direction. But I want to ask you one question, and that is very simply this. What can we give God? What can, so if you ask yourself that question, what can I give God? It seems pretty straightforward, but when you actually think about it, God has everything. What does God need from me? What does God want from me? And what am I actually capable of giving him in return? So the next thing I want us to think about is this. What is, when I say the word legacy offering or legacy Sunday or like what does legacy mean when, when you see that word written, what does that even mean to you? Well, okay, that's, uh, uh, if, if I think about that before this service or before outside of the concept of God, I think about, okay, maybe sports. I think about maybe uh, a presidential library or I think about so, something, maybe a memorial or a statue or a plaque on a wall, or something that lasts for a long time, something that uh, makes a difference, something that represents. But really, I think ultimately for all of us, what when I think about what's my legacy, or if you ask yourself, like, what's your legacy? 
The question is pretty simple. What, are, what am I going to be remembered for? What is the mark that we're making on the world? As a family, what mark are you making? Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's the family that you're creating. Maybe it's, maybe you've invented something. Maybe you're, tr- you're trying to make a mark on the world. Maybe it's a business that you started. Maybe it's the, the work of your life. All of those things get caught up and packaged up in this question, what will I be remembered for? I want to read you Psalm chapter uh, 112, verse 6 says this, those who are righteous will be remembered for how long? That changes things a little bit, right? That's more than just, oh, I, I had a, a statue that stood because I, uh, I lived a good life and people will remember me for a little while. But re- how long does a statue last? Not forever. But the Bible says that those who are righteous will be remembered forever. There's something that happens with our life that we are marking the world, marking the spirit, marking the thing, the, the space around us. Because of, not because of our righteousness. So what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your righteousness to look like? Because ultimately, and we talked about this yesterday at the Freedom Conference, there are, all of us have to learn to live between the zeros because when we're born, we have zero. (laughs) And when we die, what do we have? We have, but there's this space between the zeros that We can do something that will make a difference, make an impact, and make a change or make a legacy that lives on beyond us. And if I'm righteous and if I'm making a a righteous legacy and not just, hey, I lived my life for me and I did something big. There's a lot of people around the world who I could say, man, they lived a a huge, they're world famous. Can the same be said for them that their righteousness will be remembered forever? Sounds like the spike is changing. Can you change it back? So we all we all will lose. We all in the end we will all have zero. In the end, everybody dies. And that's a hard fact. That's a hard, that's hard to think about. But I here's what here's what I feel like. I feel like in, in our society, in our culture, we don't talk about how everybody dies enough. Because when, when we die, when I die, it should, not be, um, it should not be earth-shattering to everybody around me. We should be living for something beyond the zero. We should be living for something that is beyond just ending my life here. So watch this. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 says this. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and what? The love that you've shown him as you have helped his people, and continue to help them. Watch this. What's the thing that we do that makes a difference? It's that when we make a difference, and when we love God, and when we serve God, when we show God love, we're doing two things. We have have helped his people. Notice, it says, when I leave this earth, I will have helped his people and continue to help them. How can I continue to help people after I've helped people? That's a, almost a catch-22, unless, unless I've lived my life in a way that continues to help people. Unless I've left something in my place. 
I've created something. My righteousness didn't just exist when I was gone, and then boom, it's gone, a vapor. I'm gone. My, my work is gone. My legacy is No. If I can do something that will continue to be a legacy and live on and help people, then I've continued to serve God even after I'm gone from this world. So I don't want to take a, a, a really long time on this, but I want to show you guys some of the things that we do as a church. So I, can't, I don't even have time to get, even if I spent all day, I couldn't show you all the things that we do. So I've tried to do something we have never even put all of these things on the screen and tried to show pictures. And so you're going to see it's a bit of a mess. There's so many pictures on the screen. You're going to see a lot. It's, I would say it's a slideshow, but it's more than a slideshow. You're going to see lots of pictures. So you're just going to have to look while they come up. And I'm going to try to describe some of the things in enough detail that you get this picture of all the incredible things. Did we already go? Yes, we did. <laughs> So number one is our legacy, is our local missions. These are things that we are doing locally. You guys, I would say probably this is the, this is the most visible thing that we do because we talk about it a lot. It happens sometimes every, um, every month, every week. No, 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 stay back. <laughs> stay with me. So this, as you can see, this is... Um, this is us working right out here in the parking lot where we've done toy giveaways, where we've done, I don't know how many times we've, we've done this, but we, as often as we can, we love to give away things and we love the prayer lines. We would love to be able to reach out and take time out of our day. These are serve days. These are, um, I can recognize all the faces right here in the middle. I love that we're a church that sometimes, like today, in, in this service, more people would show up for a serve day than our first service today. It's not always true, but it's often true that if we do something and out and touch people's lives and make a difference in the world, boom, a whole bunch of people show up. That is amazing because there, there was a day when Angela and I, was out, we were out there doing it by ourselves. And today, I know that if, if we're going to do something, all we have to do is make a phone call and post it online, and boom, we have a whole team to help. That is amazing. The next slide shows uh, our work here in the city that we've adopted, the boys' home at the Sheltering Harbor, and um, this is a, a team of people there and dropping off boxes and uh, taking a picture with some of the boys, and then on this side of the screen, you see uh, our neighborhood outreach. One of them, we love to go into apartment buildings and neighborhoods and just reach people that we don't get to see, people who would never make it on a Sunday morning people who might not speak English, people who may not have a vehicle to be able to travel, but we can go and we can pray with them right there in the, in the driveway. We can pray with them right in the neighborhood. We can pray with them right on the street. That is amazing for me. This is one of my favorite things that we do. We get to just give, whether sometimes we give um, hygiene products, sometimes it's toys, sometimes it's food, sometimes whatever we have. We're giving it away. And usually it's several pickup trucks piled high full of stuff. And the, the, the last piece that I'm going to show you today of our local missions is our weekly distribution. This is something that not a lot of people know that we do. Every single week at my small group, we do a, a weekly distribution from our small warehouse here in spring. 
and we serve about 65 different churches and ministries, homeless shelters, groups of people that go and serve their communities all over Harris County, Montgomery County. That's 65 different groups of people that come get we we have this unique opportunity, this the unique ability because we receive so many donations of uh, products, diapers and uh, shampoo and soap and just razors and on and on and on, toys and teddy bears and um, cleaning supplies and mops and it just is a never-ending supply of stuff. So we give it away. They come in pickup trucks and U-Haul trucks and you see it up there. And we just fill it as full and trailers, we fill it as full as they can. And then uh, this is my friend, um, Lang, who is uh, with Matthew 25. He is showing some of the, one of the packs that we, those boxes are full of that kind of stuff. He goes and gives it away to the homeless people in downtown and all over. In fact, this, um, this month when we go do our homeless giveaway, he'll be there with us helping point us and, and get us to the right place. And we'll be uh, some of our guys will be cutting hair, and it's just, just a, a huge, huge, huge blessing. And then each of those ministers goes and does their own ministry as we've provided them with stuff to do. They're able to reach so many more people and pray with people and see lives change. I got some pictures of a few of those. Show me the next one. Okay, so <laughs> this is a lot, I know. But each little cluster of pictures is a different, uh, a different ministry. And so you get kind of an idea. Some of them are on tables and parking lots. Some of them are in their own buildings. Some of them are like uh, a pantry. Some of them go all over the city and give away stuff. Some of them go into schools. As you can see right up here, this is uh, Miss Jamika Bingham. She's come to, to church a few times and shown up. Some of you guys have met her, but... She's just one of 65 that we get to serve, and then they go out and do much like we do when we do our uh, parking drive through giveaway. They do similar to that, and they're praying with people. They're discipling people. So I love that we get to do that, and that is um, that's a really, really special thing that we get to be a part of. The second thing beyond local missions is our national missions. You may not know this, but we are a part of the Association of Related Churches. We joined this group network. It's a relational network of uh, pastors and churches when we first started. Angela and I joined them because we loved that they were planning churches, and we decided we will always support this mission. So every week, every Sunday when you give 10% of your giving has gone towards helping other churches be planted. And in this case, in the, this year, in 2022, we helped 63 different churches get started for the very first time. They had their launch day this year because of our giving and because of the other churches that support this. So this, for me, is a huge win because there are churches not just in the United States, but this is actually national, international, uh, because 11 of those were international all over the world. And I thought I would show you some of the pastors that we helped support and that we're connected to. So this is Ireland, Canada, South Africa, Germany. It's incredible. 
Italy, okay, next. These are just a few. And then some of these are Florida, Florida, Louisiana, Empowerment Church. Incredible. We could never do all of this work on our own. And with all 63 of those churches, there were 1,430 people showed up on their launch days. Just like us, we started and then we started building. So all of these combined, those 63 churches represent that many people that we touched. And in the midst of all of that, 556 people gave their lives to the Lord for the very first time in 2022 because we gave, because we supported. So not only are we doing things right here in our neighborhood, but we are reaching out to see that same imprint being made on cities all over the country, all over the world, and really quickly, as quickly as I have time for, some, some of the international missions that we're a part of, some of the things that we did this year, this, all of these pictures right here represent uh, the, the work that we did and helped support at the border missions in Mexico and Moms Against Hunger. Every, this is something that is very near to our hearts. So you can see clothing being given away. You can see foods be, uh, food being prepared and served and kids and families being served right on the border in uh, Texas and Mexico. The next, the next screen shows um, some of the relief efforts that we supported in the Ukraine. These are people who were uh, refugees and fleeing, and we, we helped to send these right here, the food packets, so that people who were just stranded in um, bus stations, people stranded in airports, people stranded, not able to go, no, no money to go anywhere, just trying to get out of uh, war, sitting around, kids, no, no food. We, we were able to send packets and help them connect to local churches, and peop, a lot of them were sleeping in local churches, and we were helping to provide food and helping to provide uh, electric bills and all of those things so they could continue to do those things. The next few pictures uh, we'll just look at briefly. This is um, feeding children in Pakistan. And a lot of these kids are uh, forced laborers to build bricks. And there's not a lot that we can do about that. There's not a lot that we can do to change their life because they're, one of the things that we can do is make sure that they get solid meals and they allow us to pray with them and they allow us to teach the love of Jesus because as long as we're not taking away the labor for those bricks, and as, we can't take, there's no, nothing we can do at this point to change that. But one thing we can do is we have bought our way into being able to teach them about Jesus by providing meals. And so we're going to keep on supporting that so that the message and the, and the light of Christ reaches them in some of the darkest places in the world. The next picture is um, a, an orphanage in Kenya that we support through Moms Against Hunger. And um, so far, we have helped them to build three different... We started um, to help them build a bathroom. They didn't have any, any types of bathrooms. They were using latrines, and it's a, it's a very rough, rough, rough place. You can see here, this is their schoolroom in the orphanage. 
they did have one little school room, and the kids, they were using like a latrine, so we helped them to build a bathroom. And then after that, we helped them to uh, dig a well so that they could have fresh water because they were walking miles a day to get water and bring it back. And then finally, most recently, over here on the side, we helped them to build this little kitchen. They were just cooking on an open outside um, fire, and now they have a kitchen. They can do pots, and they can make meals for the kids. And it, to me, that is, that is an amazing thing to be a part of that is truly changing their lives and making a difference, and it will continue. Like, this, this is something that even if we walked away and never helped them again, this is something that will continue for generations to help and make a difference in those kids' lives. So here's the, the point in all of these things is when all of us do a little, together we can do a lot. When, all, when you and I get here today and we just think, okay, God, I'm going to do what I can do, we're going to put that together and we're going to make sure that this impacts and makes a legacy that even when we're gone, it continues to give. It continues to serve people, continues to pour out the love of God on people's lives. And that's the story that keeps getting told. That's the legacy that we will leave. So this year, as we celebrate Christmas, Angela and I, every year, we, we sit down and we decide how, how much, not only is our budget for Christmas, what's our budget to go through the holidays, but also we decide what are we going to do for the Lord? What's the gift that we are going to give to advance and accelerate the vision, to be able to, um, what gift can we bring to the Lord? And so that is my question for you. In the, the last 10 minutes that I have, I want to share and kind of answer that question. What can I give to God? What can I give to God? So how many of you guys have heard the story of the three wise men? Of course, the Magi, right? So I will tell you this, that this, the true story, the real story is probably much different than the one that you remember, especially if you remember it as the three wise men, because it wasn't just three wise men. And scholars tell us that it, the, the picture of that story probably looks very different than the nativity scene that you're used to seeing where there are three men from the east, it's probably a little bit different than that. In fact, we're going to look at the book of Matthew in just a few moments. But in the book of Matthew, he actually tells more about the wise men than about the actual birth story of Jesus. And it was likely not three wise men. It was likely a caravan, a caravan of wise men coming from the east because that's how they would have traveled. Maybe 50 men or so. And we are just told about the three gifts that they brought. So we just associate three gifts, three men. Each, each man must have had a different gift. No. Likely there were maybe 50 of them, a whole caravan. And likely, very likely, they did not show up at the stable right when Jesus is born. It's much more likely that the star appeared when he was born. They began to travel, and it may have taken them a couple of years to get to him. So by the time the wise men actually see Jesus, he's maybe two years old. The, the way the story is told, they arrive and see him just before Jesus, and Mary and Joseph flee for Egypt. And so... 
I want us to look at that story, and I want us to unpack it just a little bit in the short amount of time that we have. And I know that you have uh, notes today. Some of you guys are taking notes, and you can um, make your notes as we go. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, we start to see the beginning of this story with the wise men. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some of the wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. So again, that's probably... That's probably 50 men on camels with gifts and uh, everything required to travel, probably uh, servants and supplies. So it was probably uh, like a whole village showing up of people. They said, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. If you don't know how the story goes, then I'll just tell you that the wise men show up and King Herod is so jealous and so angry that they're, what are you talking about the king of the Jews? I'm the king. There won't be another king. And he starts to, he puts out an order to kill all of the the newborn children. We've seen this several times in the Bible. If you remember the story of Moses, uh, which was a foreshadowing of This happening that a redeemer would come and the people in power were so upset that they had orders made to kill all of the children so that we could just wipe out this redeemer, wipe out this king of the Jews before he ever shows up. Turns out the wise men were warned in a dream, um, don't lead Herod to to the king of the Jews. Don't lead them to this newborn king. So they were wise enough. They went on their way, and it says that the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. So eventually they show up at Bethlehem, and they eventually see baby Jesus. It says, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and what? They worshiped him. So today, I'm just going to give you three things that you might be thinking, I don't have anything I can give God. I don't know how to make a lasting legacy. I don't know how to approach the, the Christmas season in any other way than just, hey, we'll give gifts in honor of, like that's tradition. We'll just do the traditional thing. But I'm telling you, you have something to give to God. We all do. This church does. Individually, we do as families. And so I'm going to show you at least three things that we have to give to God as seen in this story. The first thing that we can give to God is we can give God our hope. Everybody say hope. Oh, y'all got to do way better than that. Y'all went to sleep while I was talking there for, I'm going to have to change up my, I'm going to come stand over here in the dark. Everybody say hope. There we go. We can give God our hope. And what does that look like when the star, uh, when they saw his star, when it rose, they came to worship him. When does a star show up? At night, in the dark. So imagine if you're the wise men, you're at home, you're, I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're looking at the stars, obviously. They're studying the stars, they're reading, they're looking through scrolls and doing their scholarly stuff. And then they see this new star in the middle of the night. They decide, 
hey, it's dark outside, but we have got to follow this star. They take off, and they're traveling at night, right? They're looking and, and guiding their way by this star. They had a choice in the middle of darkness to follow the light. Each of us have that same choice, and that same choice is actually full of hope because if they left thinking, well, this is a hopeless uh, endeavor, we might find something. No, they packed up probably 50 men for a long journey, maybe years even, and they had to set out with the hope of finding a newborn king. Finding something incredible. Can I tell you that wherever you're at in life, no matter what uh, situation and circumstance you're in, there may, you may be in the darkest valley of your life. But I promise you, there is still hope that God has a purpose and a plan. God has something on the other side of that darkness. And if you will just give him hope and start walking in that direction, he'll show up. John 1, 5 says that the light shines in the darkness. We don't need the light to shine in the light. But for all of us, whatever darkness we're in, the light shows up. And if we'll follow it, we'll find him. This last year, my father-in-law, who was the patriarch of our family and uh, our ministry and my pastor, for 20, 30 years, he has... Uh, been our leader, pastor, mentor, and last, this last year, we lost him to cancer, but we had a choice in the middle of that to either let the darkness swallow us up and say, hey, I guess it's, I guess everything's hopeless now. I guess God's not in control anymore. I guess th things don't make any sense anymore, and it, it's in those moments where things aren't going our way, and we've lost things that we care about desperately, it's, it's almost like this. Picture this. It's like we're walking hand in hand with God if we're Christians. Children of God, we're walking through life and then things get really dark. How sad is it if we just let go of his hand? Now, I can't do this. This is not what I bargained for. This is not what I prayed for. This is not what I hoped for. No, if we'll just hang on to his hand He'll take us somewhere, but we have to continue to give him hope, to give our hope. Isaiah 49 says, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. When you hope in God, you will not be disappointed. Number two, we can give God our fervent pursuit. So if the wise men left and went on this journey for two years, that, that's a long, long journey for something that, well, there's a star. Maybe there's a newborn king. That's a long time to go. At some point in your life, you, you have to make the decision, okay, God, I'm going to have a fervent pursuit of your will for my life, and I'm not going to, even if it gets dark, I'm going to continue to hope. I'm going to give you everything I have. Watch this in John 4, 23. It says, yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you'll seek me and find me when what? Read it out loud. Let's go. You, when you seek me, he wants us to be all in. He wants us to say, okay, this is a fervent pursuit. I will never give up. I'm following you even if it takes me years to get there. 
Even if I get to the palace and then the king says he's going to kill all the babies. And the third thing that we can give God is this. And this is the last thing we read in that passage. We can give God our worship. I want to get the worship team to join me on stage. But ultimately, it says that they found him, that the star led them to Jesus, and they bowed down and worshiped him. No matter what they had going on in their lives, this is what they had come for. They got down on their knees, they bowed down, and they worshiped. That is what, that's our reasonable service. That's what we're called to do. We're called to give our lives to bow down and worship him. So I think more than anything in this season that we're going into, December, Christmas is here, the year is almost over, but for the next few weeks we'll celebrate and Santa Claus and Christmas lights and hot chocolate and a thousand other things. But can we make sure that the legacy we leave is a legacy of worship? That we have come and we live to honor him. We live to worship him with our lives. Watch this. Mark 12, 28 says, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he said to them, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? And so Jesus, even when he's teaching, he, leave, he makes the same point. He said, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. Guys, listen to me. He does not want passive worshipers. He doesn't want people living for, for him that are just like, yeah, I guess we're going to go to church this Sunday. Ah, we probably should go on uh, Christmas Eve because, you know, after all, it's Christmas Eve. Kind of his birthday, right? If, that, if that's our tone going into uh, the presence of God, how, I wonder what he thinks about that because what he really wants from us, the gift he wants from all of us, is that we, are, we love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Today, I'm going to close. Whatever you decide to give this season, whether it's in the offering, whether it's in your life, your family, your service to the Lord, your worship to the Lord, whatever that looks like, I'm just challenging us to go, go higher. I'm just challenging us to take a look at our lives and say, God, I've left out this part of my life and I'm not going to leave it out anymore. I'm going to pursue you with all I have. Pack it up everything and I'm, I'm yours, God. Because I think that's what he wants. That's not what I want. That's what he wants. So when I look at my life and I look at my kids and my wife and my family, my household, I take a, an inventory and I just decide, okay, where, am, where can I give God more? Where can I reach for that all? Everybody say all. How can I find all that I have and give it to him? Because he's already given me all. Can we pray today and just commit all to the Lord? Dear God, we are so thankful 
We're humbled by the faithfulness that you've given us. We're humbled by the gift of life that you just presented us. You went through everything you went through and then you just handed it to us and said, anyone who wants it, for all who would receive it. And so today, God, we love and we get to celebrate and worship in your house. Help us to see in ourselves the all that you want from us. Help us to give our hope this season. Hope for other people. Hope for our own lives. Hope for for what you want to do in our country. Let us not lose hope, God. Just let us follow you, even in the darkest night, and give you everything that we have. In Jesus' name. Today, as we close... For those online, for those in the room, if you, if you have never accepted that free gift of life, if you've never accepted that free gift of salvation and redemption, he bought and paid for our freedom. That's why I love freedom so much, because it's free. Because it's already been paid for. If you've n- never received that free gift... Today's the day we can say a prayer of commitment and surrender to the Lord. And as the moment that I empty myself and say, okay, God, I'm done with my way. I want to go your way now. The moment we make that decision, from that moment on, he steps in. He begins to inhabit our praises and our lives. And he begins to walk with us and lead us fill us with his spirit something incredible happens I'd love for us to say that prayer today and someone will start that journey would you just bow your head right where you are every eye closed if that's you today and you're ready to start that journey and surrender your life to him would you say these words out loud would you just say dear heavenly father thank you thank you for giving me the free gift of life Today, I surrender my life to you. I surrender control to you. Come into my life and save me. Forgive me of my sin. Make me whole. Put your spirit in me. And I'll follow you. I'll follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm happy that you said that prayer today. Pastor Susan's going to come, and we're going to worship with the closing of this service. But I just want to encourage you with this. I love you, and I'm, I'm so excited about the season that we're in and where we're going together. I'll tell you what, it's been a fabulous weekend. We've got Baptism Sunday happening.